Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Get Fit Radio is what you have dialed into for one hour. We unpack the wild and sometimes complex, often contradictory world of fitness with Marcus Smith from Interfight Gym. And occasionally controversial. <laughs> controversial as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big controversial subject last week that I spoke about on my story, performance-enhancing drugs in sport. Ooh. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's a super interesting topic, though, James. It's, uh, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And, and, and I think we're... We're almost at stage, like, and I, le- I learned that through the live show that I did last Thursday. Like, people are so, I think before it was a little bit taboo that yeah. people were taking performance-enhancing drugs in sports. Like, yes. pe- people just didn't really want to talk about it. But now it's, it's very out in the open, if you like, and people are, you know, people know about it. And people are brutally honest about it, which is good. And what is a performance-enhancing drug? This is the other question. Because yeah. <laughs> there was a time when we were looking at, at some really serious stuff now. Yes. It's all serious, but yeah. it, it is a little less invasive, some of these drugs, and yeah. it could be just respiratory issues that it's helping yeah. you with and, and other well, bits. I, that's, one of the, that's one of the biggest things of, of it as well, is that you get what they call a therapeutic use exemption. Right. So, for example, something like a – what's the one thing that we see a lot of Ventolin inhaler yeah. for asthma. Yeah. You can have a therape- Subutamol. therapeutic – Subutamol. Subutamol is Subutamol, the... which is in it. You can have a therapeutic use exemption. TUEs is a lot easier. Yeah. We'll shorten it. Um, to use that, and you can be using and like some. And this is the case with Chris Froome, the British cyclist, recently yeah. won multiple Tour de France race for the Sky Team. Um, is under a lot of fire for having too much of the subutamol, which is the compound within a in an inhaler in his system. But he says that he has a therapeutic use exemption to, to use it. So it's 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 a huge huge subject and. Yeah. You know, it was funny. We did we did a 30 minute live on it the other day. Lots of people coming on. This show. is Instagram live. We're talking Instagram about. live. Yeah, super cool. If people are not using that platform to have discussions or, or hopping on that platform for discussions, obviously if you have time, I try yeah. and do mine on a on a Thursday lunchtime or a Thursday okay. afternoon where yeah. I'm sort of targeting people being uh, not so busy on a Thursday. I'm not sure if their bosses will be happy with that. But uh, you know, I look at it as an opportunity to have some professional development without actually leaving the office. And I think this well, exactly. This whole concept of what is PD in the business world is yeah. it needs to be turned up on upside down. Yeah. And it doesn't have to cost you a fortune. You don't have to leave the office. Yes. And there's an incredible value. And and so going to a Q&A virtually through InstaLive yeah. that you're doing works yeah, yeah, perfectly. It, it, it works perfectly. <laughs> it's a very good point. I think you know for, for a lot of people that do sit in offices, they need to have some of that personal development. So to, to tune into something live online that takes 15 to 20 minutes over lunch break is actually something that could be super beneficial. You're absolutely right. And so what did people think, generally speaking, from your conversation about performance-enhancing substances? It's, it's largely... There's two there's two parts of performance enhancing drugs the athlete and the system. Yeah. The athlete is absolutely everyone agrees that the athlete is breaking the rules. Athletes know that they're breaking the rules. Yeah. However, the system is set up in such a way that it's almost allowing them to do it because the governing bodies of many of these sports, be it cycling, be it soccer in the UK, be it American football, 
any sport that you look at, they do not want their sport to be known to be littered with drugs because <laughs> yeah. of because of what it does financially. It's the whole ethical side. Just it's, because you exactly. can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. So, but the thing is as well, they don't want like the British Premier League does not want a big drug bust around it because that does certain things for sponsors. We saw it with Lance Armstrong. As yeah. soon as the news of Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong finally came out and said that he was guilty and that he took performance enhancing drugs. Nike dropped him as a sponsor. Yep. His own foundation, the Live Strong Foundation, dropped him. Numerous other sponsors because they don't want their company associated with that kind of behavior. They're very happy when Lance was doing it. They knew Lance was doing it. It's written in all the books. The guys yeah. from Oakley that were giving him sunglasses were with him 24-7. They saw him take drugs, and they're okay until it comes out in the open. As soon as it comes out in the open, the, the organization wants to part ways. So this is the <laughs> biggest thing, and this is my biggest take on performance-enhancing drugs, is that the federations know that it's happening, but the commercial value of the sport being bigger, faster, yeah. stronger, and more appealing is way, way outweighed by the fact that they've got a small drug problem. You make people go faster. You let people score more goals in football. You let them break records in athletics. You're going to get bigger crowds. You're going to get more money. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. So someone turned around and said, well, why, doesn't, why don't sports like they do in some uh, bodybuilding, you have performance, bodybuilding competitions with performance-enhancing drugs and also without? So there could be actual legal yeah. com mm -hmm. competitions like that. But another thing as well is that performance-enhancing drugs is not something new. And I used an example in that, in that show there last week that in 1967, a cyclist in the Tour de France died on the climb of Mont Ventoux by his basically his body exploded, his stomach exploded through taking drugs through taking yeah. recreational drugs, which yeah. actually also enhance performance right. because they numb the pain and they make, you, they make you go faster. And they made him go faster to a certain point where actually he died on during yeah. the race. And that was in 1967. Yeah. So performance-enhancing drugs is nothing new. Yeah. I, I think it all comes back down to the athlete. And, and part of it is this pressure, as you said, to perform, this pressure to have the, the correct look. The, the pressure to have this correct ability. Yeah. And the, I think athletes are looking around them and seeing all these folks who are, you know, in a sense, getting a, a leg up. And because the system prevails as it does and allows yeah. people to get away with it, they feel, well, if they're doing it, I got to do it. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, that was one of the, obviously, cycling gets a bashing for it because of the big saga that was around Lance Armstrong yeah. and he was on Oprah. And then, and then it's just been a cascade. And it's a cascade as well. But I mean, that's that's what it really came down to. And that, that's, a, that's another interesting thing. When they removed Lance's seven titles, they were like, where, where would, you know, someone wrote an article of who would they go to? Yeah. And there was no one in the top <laughs> 10 that they could give them to because they'd all been banned for, for, yeah. for, for drug abuse. So yeah. it's, it's quite crazy. And if this is a topic that, that you are into, you can, A, you can hop over to, to my website and see the whole drugs in sport uh, video that I did. It's about half an hour video. And B, there's two really good podcasts that I suggest you listen to. One of them's a little bit of an old one. I'm sure it's still on his site somewhere. Joe Rogan did an interview with Victor Conte, okay. who was imprisoned for his involvement in some drug scandal, performance-enhancing drug scandal. And another one is the James Altucher Show. And he recently did an interview with a guy who was on Lance Armstrong's team called Floyd Landis. Oh, yeah. And that's a super, super interesting show. So, yeah, and I, I actually think it's quite good that people speak openly about it before. And I think especially when, when I was younger, I, I probably wasn't, it wasn't a topic that was spoken about as, as much as 
maybe it is now and you know it's not that we should accept it that it's a good thing but we have to accept it that it's happening within sports and so i think the more that people understand like people still ask me the other week there was a lot in in the news when they're asking you they're asking marcus smith here on get fit radio my name is james pikeway by the way <laughs> they, um, yeah when people were people were asking me about bradley wiggins yeah, another sure. tour de france winner yep. who, who's also come under fire they're like do you think he's guilty i'm like guys we're, it's 2018 <laughs> like yes he's guilty do you know what i mean and yeah. and, and same with chris Freeman. i think that this the saddest thing from all of this james from from all of performance enhancing drugs is that we build up these sports stars to be such icons yeah. and just doing such incredible things that I think for a lot of people deep down in their heart they don't want to believe that they're actually guilty. That's one of the that's one of the things <sighs> they want to believe that they're pure. And for a long time I was like that with Lance Armstrong. Yeah, I to, wanted to I wanted to believe that he was a, that he hadn't done anything wrong for the yes. longest time, and then yeah. it all just started coming out, and it's like really I just want to believe though I just what yeah, yeah it's exactly tough. and that that that's exactly how I how I viewed it for a long time. My wife was like. Oh, you can tell he's a cheat. You can tell he's a cheat. I said, yeah, but I, I actually just don't want to believe it yet. Yeah. You know, so we're a little bit in denial as well. I, I sometimes wonder just when I'm, I'm watching some of the folks who are, you know, lifting weights and doing all these things, what they might. And, and there's a there's a few people who just look abnormal. I, I sometimes <laughs> wonder. Generally? <laughs> well, you, you know, when you when you see a few people walking down the beach who, you know, have been in the gym and they're putting in a lot of time, they just don't look like the average person who would be working out. They, it's, Absolutely. It's, and I sometimes wonder, I know they could be on supplements and, and all sorts of things, but I sometimes wonder if some of those supplements aren't also possibly containing some performance enhancement substances. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there are a few different ways to, you know, without going massively into a lot of detail, there are a few different ways to, to see if or to when you look at someone aesthetically to see yeah. like there are certain signs that you can see people have been taking performance enhancing drugs especially for if they've been using a similar drug like growth hormone testosterone for yeah. for a prolonged period of time we see sort of different shape in their in, in their face a lot of people actually they see you see their organs are almost like popping like their their stomach is quite distended in oh, places yeah and, yeah there's but now it's such a it, it's such a big industry as well and yeah. such it's such a science and that's what, that's why the Joe Rogan show with Victor Conte is so interesting because Victor Conte speaks about almost engineering these athletes in yeah. such a way to get them to a point where they're performing. Like it, it's not easy. It's not. And and this is one of the things that I think came out about Lance Armstrong as well. Like he still has to train. Yeah. Like a lot of people are under this illusion <laughs> that you know you you take a performance enhancing drug and it just makes you better. You still have to go through all of the training, Absolutely. and then you have to you have to cycle the drug through your body in such a way that you actually peak on like Victor Conte drug, which sounds terrible, but he he performance enhanced Marion Jones, and he still has to get her to perform optimally at that final event at a specific time in that specific Olympic Games. So it's actually quite a skill to get people sort of enhance their performance yeah. in such a way that they that they do perform in their event on the day yeah and the message is just don't do it just don't yeah. do it yeah absolutely <laughs> I, I i actually can't stand it i, yeah. I think you know it, it's a shame because i love sport and you know a lot of these I think guys it just taints it yeah it yeah. just it does just taint it and it, it's disappointing we know that they're taking it we know that they're working hard and we also know that it's their life and it's how they get paid but it's just it's still very very disappointing i, I would actually be much 
I would be very keen to see like a clean version of a sport and then like almost like I was saying just before there in yeah. bodybuilding like you know a performance enhanced side fair enough go and do it be crazy but there should be a strict clean one but it just it really just sadly just doesn't make commercial yeah. and financial sense for a lot of the governing bodies which is very sad I'm James Pikeoy speaking to Marcus Smith from Interfight Jim this is Get Fit Radio on Dubai I 103.8 FM. Marcus Smith is joining me for Get Fit Radio, and we are talking about all that matters in the world of fitness, and we are into 18.4 CrossFit yes. Open. We've, we've actually been following this. We've, if you've been listening to the shows over the last, what, three weeks? Yep. This, yeah, this will be the fourth week, so 18.4. You would have heard us talking about goals. You would have heard us talking about getting your mind into the game, whether that be because you want to compete with a whole bunch of other folks and, and put some reason to what you've been doing in your workouts over the last year, or just because you got a personal thing that you want to reach, a personal personal level that you want to get to and be able to say, hey, I did this. You don't have to yeah. actually go and sign up. Yeah. You can you can see what the workouts are, but I encourage you to sign up. I think yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it, we've, we've seen that. People can, as they call it, leaderboard, just yeah. stalk up and down the leaderboard and see. It's actually super cool because the leaderboard, if you don't know what we're talking about, hop over to games.crossfit.com. Have a look at the competition that's going on there. It's very easy to understand. You can actually put in your, so everyone's obviously name, age, gender, region. You can also go occupation. Really? So, yeah, you could... So, you, you can see all the professors. Yeah. So, you could see all the professors okay. or movie stars. Yeah. You're a movie star as well, aren't you? I've seen you before. So, <laughs> you could... Uh, you, yeah, you can see all of the... So, you can categorize yourself. I had a friend in the UK who's a um, who's a nurse in the UK, in uh, a hospital in the UK. Yeah. And he... Obviously, there's quite a lot of nurses, quite a lot of male and female nurses that are into CrossFit. So, he knows exactly where he stands nice. up against all the nurses, which is very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so this week's workout yeah. was a four-time workout, nine minutes. Yeah, nine-minute cap to get through the work, which for some people was not quite enough. I'm looking at what this workout was. Yeah. Nine minutes is pretty serious. Let's walk through what the workout was. For in nine minutes, 21 deadlifts. 225 pounds? Yeah, 102 kilos. 21 handstand push-ups. Yes. Another 15 deadlifts. Another 15 handstand push-ups. Nine deadlifts. Nine handstand push-ups, 21 deadlifts. They increased the weight. 315, which is 143 kilos. 50-foot handstand walk. Walk on your hands for 50 foot. <laughs> yeah, 25 foot down, 25 foot back. Have a nice day. 15 deadlifts. Again, yeah. maxed out weight there. Another 50-foot handstand walk. Another nine deadlifts and another 50-foot handstand walk. That's it. Do that in nine minutes. Get it done. Done and dusted. Yeah, that's the... Whoa. That, yeah, brutal. Whoa. Brutal, brutal. Just the handstand walks. Like, that's yeah. got to be instantly... You've you've cleared the field. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so a lot of the people at the top end... And remember, what this is trying to do, what this competition is trying to do is trying to get the best people in the world to the CrossFit Games. So the standard is very high. And they didn't really expect everyone to complete this workout in nine minutes, but it, a lot of people have done. The deadlifts are quite heavy. It's a It's a... It's what they call a benchmark workout of CrossFit. It's a workout that's been used before the first part ah, of it, the okay. 2159 handstand push-ups and deadlifts. And then they've just made the weight a little bit heavy and put a handstand walk in there just to make it a bit harder. But the good thing is is that there's also a scaled version of this workout. So what was so, what, what did the scaled version look like? Yeah, which, it, which actually is super cool. So a lot of people that did the scaled version, I saw an average time there finishing it around seven, seven and a half minutes. Okay. So it's right. super possible to finish. So they did 21 deadlifts. Instead of the first weight being 225 pounds, 102 kilos, it was about 60 kilos. 
And then instead of handstand push-ups, they did hand-release push-ups. So oh, push-up okay. on the floor. And then on the second one, the bar went up to about 80 kilos only. So it's still not at 100 kilos, which is still for a lot of these guys not too – it's heavy, but it's not super heavy. And then instead of a handstand walk, they did a bear crawl. So they just bear crawled 50, 50 feet. So, again, a lot different for, for the scale division. But as I said, this competition is designed to find the best athletes in the world – to take them to the next stage, which is the regional competition, which will be kicking off in May, June time around the world. And then the CrossFit Games, which is in the end of July over in the US. So it's a tough workout. Yeah. And just go and hop over, as I said, to games.crossfit.com. You can see a lot of the media over there. You can see the, the announcement of the workout. Yeah, yeah. Some of the top athletes in the world doing this workout and get a really good idea. How'd your of, gym fare? Yeah, they did. The guys did super well. As I said, the, the, the second bar... Uh, the 143 kilo, 315 pound bar is heavy. So by yeah. the time it takes, so just to give you an idea, the first part of that, the 2159 deadlifts, handstand pushups, the fastest guy in the world has done that workout in about two minutes. Okay. So super fast. So the normal human being can do it in about four and a half to five minutes. So then you have another four minutes to get through those super heavy 21 deadlifts at 143 kilos and then into handstand walks. We've got quite a few guys through the first set of handstand walks and back to the deadlifts again. So super good. And then, as I said, a lot of the people that did the scale version, pretty much everyone finished it. And some of them finished it super quick. I think the fastest time we had was around six minutes. So wow. guys did super, super good. And one workout left this coming Saturday or th this weekend. <laughs> we'll do it here in the gym on, the, on, on Saturday. And actually, everyone's welcome to come down. If people want to see, we've been talking about this, James, as yeah. you said, for the last Come and watch people going Three through weeks. this. It, yeah. It, it, is, it is really a fun family thing. It is. A lot it's of camaraderie, a lot of cheering. Absolutely. It's super, 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 super good fun. So the last workout will get released on Friday morning. We'll do it down here in a fight on Saturday, 10 till 12. And then if the workout is not your bag, you're not really into it, this will definitely get you in. We're having a big food party afterwards. Nice. Where everyone brings food from that's sort of traditional to or close to them or traditional to their home country so you know you bring yeah. down some some waffles with maple syrup or something yeah. like that and we'll just bring the maple syrup or just the maple syrup and we'll just drink it but, but my brother's my brother's actually tapped the trees in his yard and he's boiling it down you know really every other day he's he's got pots going everywhere wow. boiling down the sap to get maple syrup that's very cool yeah, yeah. It's, it's really neat <laughs> so bring all your maple syrup but everyone and that that really is an invitation if people are interested to see what crossfit's about interfight.com go check it out what the community is about come down on saturday 10 till about 12 the competition will be on loads of different people will be working out some really good people some people have just recently taken up crossfit yeah. and then we'll just eat a load of food together yeah. afterwards and have a good time come so down say hello to marcus come down say hi we're just here on Shakeside Road, just behind Oasis Center. As James said, innerfight.com. You can find us. Innerfight.com slash map takes you directly to a map for us nice. as well. Very cool. Technology. Hey, one of your podcasts, speaking of Innerfight, one of your podcasts last yes. week, you were talking about visualization. Yeah. What were you talking about? What we were talking about is how people can use visualization techniques to increase their focus, ah. be it in sport or just generally in life. Right. So, you know, there, there's a lot. There's a lot out there about visualization, and people will be like, oh, I'm not really sure. But it's, it's, it sometimes gets a bad rap because, yes. you know, life coaches are often talking this. And, yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes life coaches get a bad rap because, Absolutely. you know. Yeah, they, they generally do. And, and it's a bit of a shame because 
And that's why we pulled out like a skill like visualization is could actually be super beneficial. So all we're asking you to do is, okay, tomorrow, this is what I have to do. So forget about it being a sports event. Just think about tomorrow. What do you have to do tomorrow? And just play it forward in your mind. Just go through it. So, you know, yesterday I'm thinking about today. I'm thinking about my training. I'm thinking about work I have to do. I'm thinking about the show. What are we going to speak about on the show? When we're, when we're preparing notes for this show, we're actually visualizing what's right. going on. So Visualizing the flow. Visualizing how it's going to happen. Absolutely. So yeah. we're actually subconsciously using a lot of visualization techniques. When we consciously use them and when we, when we put it close in the front of our mind and really focus on it, then the focus that we have on what we do actually shoots up. And our success rate in those things that we're doing, be it recording a show, be it doing a workout, even be it spending time with, with a family friend or a loved one, can really, really help you to have a lot more, a lot better time in that moment and be more successful. Be more successful if it's an exam. Be more successful if it's the show. Be, just be more successful on a number of levels through taking this time to visualize what's coming. I mean, for me, I do it every night before I, before I go to bed. I'll have a look at my calendar for the next day. I'll put things in my mind. I'll say, yeah, that's going to go like that. And it's not something that I'm stressed out about. I'm not like, oh, I need to spend 15 minutes tonight visualizing t for tomorrow. No, I'll just look at my calendar and, I'll, yeah, I've got that in place and I've got that in place and I play it through. When something needs a bit more focus and a bit more attention, that's when the amount of visualization needs to increase. And that's when you get into things like, okay, sit down, 10 minutes, play some soft music, close your eyes and go through all of yeah, these things. Yeah. That's another level of visualization. But visualization that, that we spoke about in the podcast on a basic level is something that just everyone can 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 benefit from massively. I'm sure, James, you, you use you know, it I, to I, I think we all extent. use it. And, and yeah. we, we know we use it when you finish doing an activity. You go, hey, that went better than I thought it would go. Yeah. Well, how did what, what vision of that activity did you actually have? And that's where you start to realize, okay, this is the vision I had of it because you've been thinking about it over and over and over again, maybe not consciously visualizing it, exactly. but you're subconsciously visualizing exactly. it. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's when we speak about your Simon Sinek start with why, when we think about your why, your why for, for existing is essentially your vision. Yeah. So vision, visualization. So if I say to you, what are you, James? You'll, you'll say, you know, I'm, I'm this and I do this and I do that. And my vision is to, you know, share my knowledge with as many people as I can. So you see, you, that's your vision. That's what's happening up here. So visualization is just an extension of that. Visualization is just preparing your mind to achieve the vision, in, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we need to be doing. If we're going to achieve great things, we need to be seeing them. We need to be playing them in our mind also so that when it comes, it's not a surprise. Right. You running through a presentation that you're going to give or me running through a talk that I'm going to give, I'm visualizing it and I'm thinking I'm stood there and sometimes we'll do it. Right. We'll go in front or I'll just I'll, I'll stand up like this and I'll just be thinking, OK, I've got 5000 people here because it's very different. Me just talking to you through, through a microphone, even though there's a lot of people listening, it's very different me doing this talk. Apart, uh, and then going into a big room where there's where there's 100 people or 200 people. So that form a lot of less control in that situation. A lot less control. So, but if you've played it in your mind, yeah. then then you do it. It's the same as if I didn't read the show notes, I would have no preparation. I would have no visualization. And you'd ask me a question like you did just before about the CrossFit Open. I'd be like, uh, 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 uh. whereas I've been through them, I put them in my mind, I'm playing them through. So soon, and I'm almost. 
I'm programming my hard drive to respond to when you're going to ask me the question because it's in the notes. So, so suddenly you do that when you're working out. Suddenly you do that with your own goals in, in, in your fitness. Yeah. You go and do that run. You're a little, you got a little apprehensive. You're a little apprehensive about it. You do it. You yeah. go, hey, that went really good. It's exactly as I thought. It's exact, and and that's the thing. And that's one of the big questions, isn't it? Did that go like you thought it would? And if not, why not? What do you have to fix? Correct. In my own situation, I know the four things I need to fix. Exactly. One of them being I need to train two months earlier. But hey, that's okay. <laughs> and the, the flip side of it is that sometimes people go, well, I didn't actually think about how it would go. Yeah. So you didn't visualize at all. So there's no expectations, which right. sometimes to have no expectations is good. But a lot of the time we need expectations for motivation and exactly. to really push it that we perform at the optimal level. So right. yeah, we did a we did a super nice show about visualization and and and, and, Go, find and the Go find the podcast. Go find the podcast in podcast. You can check out all our podcasts over 400 now. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, but visualization is something that's super, super important to, to me, and it should be important to you as well. Get Fit Radio is the program. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. Questions coming up next. We've got a husband wife who've got a little bit of a controversy. Oh, dear. This sounds like uh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> this is Nightline on Dubai I 103.8 <laughs> FM. Get Fit Radio is what you've tuned into. Marcus Smith is here. We are talking fitness. It's that simple. And we're talking the controversies that can exist... For lots of folks, we're going to hit the question bag right now. Yeah, yeah, these are so, good. Here's a great one. Marcus, how do I get my husband to buy into the the need for a cleaner lifestyle? It is hard to keep motivated with a lot of Nando's and Papa Murphy's around. I know what oh. Nando's is. I don't know what the second one is, but let's not let's really not dwell on that. This Papa is, Murphy's is pizza. Is it? Yeah. Oh, God. Sounds terrible. Actually, sounds quite good. Pizza's all right. I'm not... All right, but sometimes tastes good. I get the yeah. flyers at my place. No refrigerator, no no freezers there. Everything's fresh. Yeah, yeah much could, better. Yeah, but still. Uh, so I mean, and this is this yeah. is part of the dilemma that we face in our 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 world of food. Is there are you know there's all sorts of clean foods. There's all sorts of great foods. Even the cleanest food, if you overdo it, can be an issue. Yes. Every anything in moderation is 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 reasonable. Yes. It's when you're getting all sorts of Fried foods, yeah. sauced up foods, yeah. breads, cheeses, and and in an excessive amount Absolutely. that we run into problems. So I, I I'm taking from this that we've got a, a woman who's who's trying to live a cleaner lifestyle. Maybe yeah. she's working out. She's she's got some motivation. She's got somewhere she wants to be. Got husband who doesn't seem to be buying into the ideas. Yeah, this is super challenging. And as as we know, the most successful relationships. No matter if they're husband and wife, no matter if they're work colleagues, no matter if they're sports teammates, are when everyone buys into the same vision. And in this case, the wife wants healthy living. Yeah. Now, for a lot of people, that is hard to, to do. For a lot of people, it's going to take sacrifices. And that's why sometimes some people are like, I'm not willing to sacrifice it. I'm not willing to give up fast food. I'm not willing to invest a bit more time. What we need to do is educate people a little bit more about the benefits of good health. I think this is one of the things is that people are like, oh, I feel great. I don't feel bad. I can eat pizza. I can do this. I can stay up late and I don't really feel that bad. You don't feel... That's the thing. You don't feel that bad. You don't feel that bad. <laughs> and you don't feel that bad because you're you're almost accustomed to it. But you still feel bad, but just not that bad. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the same. It's, it's the same when people say, no, no, I can eat dairy. I can do this. The real litmus test, if you like, is 
taking them off those things, yeah. taking them off those stimulants, giving them a super clean diet with a load of good food, with a load of rest and recovery, so sleeping more, yeah. and then showing them how good they can feel. Most people do not know, and this is absolute, I've tested it over and over and over with a number of clients, most people do not know how good their body is supposed to feel. It's only when we're able to make them give up certain things yes. and where we're able to make their bodies perform better that they say, wow, I didn't know I could feel this good. Yeah. So you and might... And sometimes it's just energy. You, you, you change Absolutely. your diet a little bit. You, you dial in your sleep better. Yeah. You, you, you just knock off the coffees after six o'clock. Yes. And next thing you know, you're waking up with more rest. Yes. You got more energy. You're feeling happier. Exactly. And the real test for me, James, on this on sort of buying into the whole concept of good health is when you wake up in the morning, you should literally feel like, yes, this is it. I want to go. There is no snooze button. There is yeah. no, oh, I don't want to get up today. Oh, I don't quite feel like it today. The alarm goes off or even better, you wake up before the alarm and you literally jump out of bed, hit the roof. Just you're going <laughs> absolutely wild from the start because you feel so good and you've got so much energy. Yeah. That's how your body's designed to feel. Your body is not designed to wake up and go, oh, I just don't want it today. Yeah. So the the basis of that is having good rest and recovery, having a good clean diet, and that plows into a good lifestyle. But people have to understand first, so many people are still saying that I eat this fast food and I do this and I stay up late and I actually feel really good. I guarantee you, even if you feel good, I'm not saying you don't feel good, you can feel way better yeah. and who wouldn't want to be way better so you have to so what does she do in this in this sense just keep doing what you're doing yeah and th- you know don't just uh, it's hard you got to keep focused but focus on you yeah and you've got a relationship you got people around you this is the other the other reality you're you might be eating cleaner you might be working out more just feeling better about yourself mcdonald's isn't going away well that's true and th- this it's is one a, of the things and i don't i don't begrudge anyone who wants to go have a fast food burger. I like a burger myself, but yeah. you know, I'm not going to have one every day. Yeah. And th- th- this, you're absolutely right, James. And, and this is what I say. We're, we're a little bit different because clients are coming in and they're paying and they, they want to make a difference. They're here because they, w- they want to feel something different. But you get it with a lot of clients. It's like you'll come in and we'll, we'll, we'll go through their diet and some, some people's diets need a lot of change. Yeah. And we'll say, make these four or five changes. And you can see they're reluctant. They're like, they're Those are the things up. they love. Those are the, Those things, are the they things they love. Those are the things they love. And I, I say it to clients. I say, right now, you might not believe me. Right now, this is the hardest thing you're going to do. However, just trust me. In two weeks or in one week or however long I think it's going to take with those changes, you're actually going to sit down and you're going to feel really good. You know what the and, problem is with, when we talk diet change, and you know this as well, yeah. is it's not just the person who's going to change their diet. It's the fact that they're around friends who are eating like this. That's it. The environment I mean, I, mean, I mean, look, let's use me as the example. I go to a, a faculty meeting at the university. They've got yeah. a big buffet put out there. They've got all the staples on there, the chicken tikka. They've really? got you know, the, this, that, the lasagna that's full of cheese. And let me tell you, it smells great. It and smells it's great. Got it probably tastes all right, too. Two pounds of cheese on it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I... I bring my own food yeah exactly and it's always the same kind of stuff i've got you know a whole bunch of vegetables that i've done up i've got a soup that i've done up and everyone's eating and they're piling their plates and they're enjoying it and i'm eating out of my thermos and out of my tupperware environment is 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 key james and that's and i just don't care it's i mean i and and no one cares that's the other thing they go oh yeah james just eating his stuff and someone said why are you eating like that i said you know what 
I just feel better eating this food. I'm not tired after the meeting. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and, they, and they looked at me and they go, hey, good on you. Yeah. And then they kept eating. And, th- you know, one of the coolest things about healthier eating these days is before, when, when I first started carrying my sandwich bag around, maybe it didn't have sandwiches in it, but my cooler bag around maybe about 15 years ago, people were like, this guy's just walked into a meeting with a cooler bag. And, you know, sometimes it's actually, you know, people would feel uncomfortable or I would never really feel uncomfortable, but sometimes I could tell people feel uncomfortable. Nowadays, it's so normal to yeah. walk around with, with your lunch bag, Yeah. you know? So people accept it. Like you say, people accept that we're going to go in. I went the other day and I got early to the doctor and to, to the physio and I had my lunch bag with me and I'd come from somewhere else and I just went in and I said, oh, do you guys have a microwave in here? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we've got a microwave and I was like, okay, I just need to heat my food up and I'm just going to sit over there and eat it. And they're absolutely fine with it. Yeah. It wasn't like I was weird and, you yeah. know, gas stations everywhere have a microwave you can heat yeah. your food up so your environment and they don't mind if you do it either it's like yeah. they don't mind if you do it i do it I, I, I eat in a lot of parking lots too i mean yeah. i'm always in the parking yeah. lot eating people walk by and there i am having a snack sometimes and i even get out a chair yeah <laughs> just just re- get a chair out of your car and just relax yeah and i think that's the thing you're right the environment we, we become we are a product of the environment that we hang around in we we right. know that but people are a lot more accepting now of us eating better. So if we go back to this to this example for, for this lady and her husband here, you know. So, so he's he's not buying in. He's still eating his typical yeah. fast food stuff. Yeah. I, I in this situation, and as I say, I'm not Jerry Springer. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this show. We, could, not easily, Jerry we could easily do a Jerry <laughs> Springer say, with these could, two, though. Could, Is this show still on? Is Jerry Springer show I was still on? Say, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. Uh, it was great. That was a great show. Yeah. I don't think Jerry Springer's still on. But yeah. uh, you know what? So maybe on. Maybe on one of the satellite channels. Someone's yeah, going to tell us. we got to Google that. If after. you haven't watched Jerry Springer, you're way too millennial for me. Um, but I, I think one of the things is, like I, I, I alluded to just there earlier, a lot of clients, I'm having to say to them, listen, just trust me. Just buy into the process. Just give it a week. So this lady could turn around to her husband and say, listen, sweetheart, in a really nice way. I found this way. I'm feeling really good. Just try it for me. You know, just try it for me and let's see how you go. After a week, if you don't like it or it's not feeling good or, you know, or even this is this is one thing as well. Even let's eat this food two days a week or let's try and be healthier three days a week and just have something not so good on, on one or two days and, you know, or the weekend. Just try and create. Some people are really good to go cold turkey. Some people that are resisting this change are in denial of the fact that their bodies can feel better, need a little bit more coercing into it. So we need to just sometimes take it easy, maybe one healthy meal a week, maybe two healthy meals a week, and just a real honest conversation to sit down and say, you know, you're headed in a bad direction. Do you yeah. know that? Just an update. Jerry Springer show still exists. It's still on exists. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so this is, this is what I do. If, you, if you're having problems, one of the saddest things is seeing someone that you love, husband, wife, brother, sister, whatever it is doing things that are bad to their body. I've yeah. experienced it in my life, in my family, and I've literally just had to sit down with some people and go, you realize that what you're doing is super bad. And it's difficult sometimes because, yeah, I'm healthy, I eat well, I've got loads of energy and stuff, but I also I also put it in in, in, in another way. If I, was a, if I was an accountant and I told you, James, you really shouldn't be putting your money in that particular area, would you or wouldn't you listen? Some people exactly. will and some people won't. But if you're a trusted accountant or you're a trusted finance People are going to listen to you. They're at least going to give it a second thought. Listen. Yeah. So, And some people go gung-ho and they'll invest in it and they'll yeah. lose all of their money and then they'll be, they'll be a little bit more cautious the next time. 
And it's the same in health, but sometimes there isn't a next time. When we've, when we've reached the stage of type 2 diabetes, when we've reached 45 and had a heart attack, or we've, we've had the unfortunate, the unfortunate time of developing some kind of illness or some kind of cancer due to bad diet, it's too late. Yeah. With financial stuff, you spend the money, it's gone. Okay, we can make more. But when your bits of your body are broken or your heart is strained or you know, you've know you got to a point where you've carried so much fat that your skin is stretched, it actually never goes back yeah. to absolutely normal. So that's kind of the, the warning here. So, so you just start early, yeah. be consistent, keep going. Absolutely. And I always go back to Gary Vee. He, he constantly says, you know what? Someone's going to say this, that, the other thing. Yeah. He goes with his head. Yeah. He goes with what he thinks. And when someone says, you know, you can't do that. And he yeah. goes, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And he he's, just keeps going. He just he's doesn't actually believe a him. great example of someone that he was fighting his health for a long yeah. time. If you look at Gary Vee's videos from about five or six years ago when he was doing uh, Wine Library TV, yeah. very different person to what you see today. He realized that his health was primary. He realized that his health was going to fuel his energy and his overall goal to buy the New York Jets, as he wants to do, yeah. and he went out and hired a personal trainer. He yeah. has a guy that goes with him every single place that he goes, and he's committed to training for about an hour, 90 minutes every yeah. single day. He's an awesome guy. And he's doing, he, you look now, he looks so much better, he looks healthier. He's got so much energy too. He's got so much <laughs> energy, he works harder than he's ever worked, he yeah. probably travels more, and he, he, he's the best he's ever looked. The videos of him when he first started out on his YouTube channel, he looked fat and sick. Yeah. So there you go. You you can reverse it, but make sure we don't go to that almost that point of no return. Man, we got one question done in that section. 4001 is how Efficiency. you get questions to us. Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae. Email them through. We get them on the show. The program you're listening to is Get Fit Radio. Marcus Smith joining us from Inner Fight Gym. This is Nightline on Dubai I 103.8 FM. Get Fit Radio is this program. Marcus Smith joins us every week at this time to decipher what is going on in the world of fitness and more. And, of course, the more is what's going on with your questions. We love questions. And, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so here's we're going to kick off back into some of these questions. By the way, you want to get those questions to us, nightline at dubaii1038.ae or fire them through on the SMS line. It's that simple. We get them on next week's show. So here's a great one. It says, is doing arm curls fast better or is slower better? What gives the most positive results? I wonder what the positive results would be. Arm curls, what are we looking for? Big biceps. Yeah. You know, what, what? I mean, this, this, this is the thing. There, To be honest, James, there is no, sadly, there is no definitive answer. Oh, come on. There's got to be faster, there slower. No, there is there's got to be. There's it, never, it, you can't, you're not Canadian. Why are you standing on the fence here? Because, <laughs> because I, I believe that there are uh, so many different ways to train. Okay. There's two different things as well, is that, Generally, if you, is this, this is, is, is this is this man or this woman looking for big guns? Is that the big thing or well, strength? That's the thing. That's what how if you. If it's define a guy, he's looking for big guns. If it's, if it's a, a woman, guy, great strength, he's looking probably. for big guns. If it's a guy and you're looking for big guns, pick up Arnie's Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Go to the section where it talks about build. Arnie was famous and still is famous for having the best peak on his bicep out of all of the bodybuilders. <laughs> really? And this is why he was very good. And this is why he won shows. He was he was very aggressive on the stage. And when he struck a pose, he managed to get so high and then the peak of his bicep just popped up and it blew everyone's mind. It's it's a famous sort of fact yeah. within, within bodybuilding. Arnie's encyclopedia of bodybuilding is 
about this thick. It's bigger than A4. It's an so, absolutely massive So Marcus massive just book. held up his hand. He had about two inches, Sorry, two yeah, and a half inches. Two and a half, three inches yeah. thick. It's a massive book. It literally is an encyclopedia. And basically, it, it tells you exactly how to train your biceps. You can then go to get big biceps. You can then go to all different... So what would, what would, would some of the training thing? Are we just talking lots of curls? Or? He would just do lots of... Generally, for increased size, volume is the key. Really? Arnie okay. would do volume, volume, volume. And it's the same. The Russians did a lot of volume. The Germans did a lot of volume. But one I thing... I didn't put that link back in, by the way. This is a side question. If you go to some of our notes from fall past weeks, we always there's always things in the notes that we never get to. And there is a link in the last two weeks of notes that I yeah. never got to it with a Russian training videos from the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And I never got to them. But I know, every week good. I want to put them back on because they're just incredible. But they're they're is, functional fitness videos is what they are. This is the thing with, with training as well. You have to look at which countries have produced the biggest, strongest athletes yeah. or which countries have produced the athletes that you want to be like. Then don't look at what they're doing today. Go and look at what they've been doing for the last 30 years. Yep. Look at what the Chinese have been doing to their oh, weightlifters man. for the last 20 or 30 years. That's crazy. Because that, all that work is now coming to fruition. Yeah. Old Russian strength techniques still work the best. Arnie's encyclopedia still works the best. What we're seeing in fitness these days is things that people people want immediate gratification. How do I get six pack quickly? This is the problem. We're, yeah. we're people are looking. I need it in three weeks. We're already all well into March. We're heading into April. Yeah. People are now looking at swimsuits and they're yeah. looking. It's all coming out now. If you go to the stores, exactly. They're thinking I got a summer vacation coming up. They're looking down. They're going, oh boy, yeah. this is not pretty. And suddenly, they're thinking, what do I got to do for June? Yeah. Hey, I hate to tell you. You needed to be working on this six months ago. Exactly. And that's what all these books, that's what all the literature, <clears throat> that's what Arnie's book says. That's what all the literature mm-hmm. on old Russian training says. It nowhere says this will get you in six weeks. Yes, there's cycles. There's cycles to give the muscle a rest, to let it recover, to let it grow. But these workout protocols that people have been using that get results, that got Arnie the biggest biceps in the game, are a product of hard work consistently over time. And this is, this is one of the things that nowadays people just don't understand. They're like, oh, I can do this. I can get this. We're stuck in a world of immediate gratification. Three weeks, I'll be ready for the beach. Six weeks, I'll be ready for this. Can I, can I get a marathon in two months? Like, guys, you have to work hard over a long period of time. And fewer and fewer people are willing to do that. That's why we're stuck in a society of people with – we're getting heavier people coming through. The average weight is bigger. The obesity has never been so big. In this country, type 2 diabetes is a nightmare, and it is globally as well, because people are not willing to jump in for the long run. Think about an Olympic Games athlete. They train for four years. So why don't you spend the next four years trying to get those abs? I'll tell you why, because you don't have the attention. And everyone around you, it goes back to what we're saying about environment, everyone around you is saying, you can get it quicker. You can take this. You should follow this new training program. Next week, there's a new one coming out. Forget all of that. Go back to how it started. Go back to the origins of bodybuilding. Go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. That's all that it is. Basics. Basics, old school training for building strength, for building size, for making you run faster, for making you run for longer is what wins a lot. And that's what we put into a lot of our training. A lot of our stuff is super old school. We're very open to new techniques. We're very open to the fact that we need to be a lot more functional. But at the same time, 
for strength building, for size building, for endurance techniques, we use a whole bunch of stuff that's just been around for years and actually works, not stuff that is around for immediate gratification. So arm curls, variety is the spice of life. Variety sometimes is the fast, spice of life. Sometimes slow. Yeah. Just keep doing it. Go and go and read Arnie's book. If there's one book you could read on fitness, Arnie's book, The Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. It is epic. Another question's come through. I have heard that too many push-ups, too many, can stunt the growth of muscle. Is this true? Huh, that's <sighs> a weird it, question. The, the, really? Yeah, but the answer to this is very simple. If you overtrain any mu- that if you under recover a muscle, yeah. then it will I not push-ups grow. Push-ups could be good though. Like, yeah, why would this person the, be saying push-ups? This is good? the thing. If you're doing an like how many enorm- push-ups do you do? Exactly. <laughs> if you're doing an enormous amount of push-ups day in, day out, day in, day out, and you're not seeing your chest grow, it's because you're not giving it a chance to grow. Uh, okay, gotcha. Another thing that I learned from Arnie's book, I should actually get paid for selling his book. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, Go to Amazon, well, get the uh, Arnie's, Arnie's Bible. Book, put uh, in uh, Marcus's uh, discount code and uh, no, don't really. <laughs> there isn't one. But the, the point on it is you need to rest. We grow. Our muscles grow when we rest. Our muscles repair. What we're doing when we're working out is essentially tearing our muscles apart in a positive way. When we rest, they recover and they grow. That's the most important time. So if you're hammering those muscles day in, day out. If you're like, I'm going to do 200 push-ups every day and you've never done 10 before in your life, then you, yeah, you're actually going to damage the muscle. So you have to go into it a little bit slower and you have to make sure you're giving your muscle time to grow and to recover. So the new encyclopedia of modern bodybuilding, uh, also the Bible of bodybuilding, fully updated and revised, goes for uh, $20.73 on Amazon in paperback or $33.16 in hardcover. Looks pretty awesome. And, the hardcover's and if, the best. And if you go to that hardcover, it has that bicep peak right on the front. Yeah. Arnie's just leaned over, and it looks spectacular. Exactly <laughs> what I wasn't making up. I've read the book cover to cover multiple times. And it's also a book that, I mean, encyclopedias are very hard to read cover to cover unless you're genuinely interested in, in what you're in, in what they're talking about. But yeah. it's a great reference book as well. And that guy had the best biceps in the business. You mm. want to build big biceps? Go and take a leaf out of Arnie's book, quite literally, and you will win. The new encyclopedia yep. of modern bodybuilding on Schwarzenegger and co. Uh, next question that's come in. So I think we solved that one. That's good. Yeah. So just, again, variety. Don't do too much. Don't do variety, too little. Just yeah. break yeah. it up. Cardio before or after weights. Weights. What gives the best results? I, oh, man. that's a. This is another one of those questions. It is a little bit. And it's another one of the sort of immediate gratification, like yeah. what's the minimum effective dose? And that's what people are looking for. People are looking a lot, James, for, for a minimum effective dose. How can I get this the fastest? How can I, you know, what's the minimum time I can get this? I What I, what I personally like to do is I like to split these up. I like to have... I like to have them in completely separate sessions. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I ran 10K on the beach at 6 a.m. Yeah. I then rested and recovered, ate well, did some work, and at midday... Did another 10K? No, I did a lot of my weights. (laughs) Okay. So, I'm obviously doing a lot of rehab for my shoulder at the moment. So, I then... How was the running? What's your shoulder? Okay. uh, It's different. Yeah. Mainly my lung. Uh, Okay. How's how's the lung rehab going? Uh, Different. (laughs) Okay. It's difficult to... It's actually quite difficult. What to kind of pace were you on for that? Just out of curiosity. We ran 10k in 48 minutes. Okay, so you were running fast. You were you were under a 5:30. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like yeah. 5:15. No, faster. Five? Under. Five, four, 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 four
with a with a recovering lung. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, but yeah, but it did. It, it's quite funny because it puts it actually puts a lot of pressure and on then, my lungs and a lot of jarring with up. the with the yeah. muscles and. But it's and okay. Okay, it's it good. It gets better every day. Yeah. If, I, if I was in too much pain, I would have stopped. So absolutely. But yeah, so what what I quite what I quite like doing personally is I quite like to do a little bit of cardio in the morning yeah. in a fasted state. Why? You, you, I feel I have great energy. It also helps for fat burning. So there's a benefit there as well. Fasted cardio is actually super beneficial for you, proven, blah, blah, blah. I then like to rest and then do some weight training later on. However, if you have a min, and this is, this is the thing, if you have a minimal time to, I'm lucky because I can train two or three times a day. I've, I've, I want to phrase this. I've structured my life that allows me to do that. It's not right. that I have more time than anyone else. I've structured my life and I structure my meetings that allows me to train two or three times a day. So people that turn around and say to me, oh, you've got more time, I actually don't have any more time. Yeah. I'm running a lot of th- different things, so I don't have any more time at all. But I structure it that way. However, if you only have an hour, what I would do is I would always do the strength portion of the training first, and then I would finish up with the cardio. That's ah, what we do okay. here in, 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 the, in the classes at Inner Fight. Why is that? We actually used to do it, or we've played with doing it the other way around, where we do cardio, we do the conditioning part first, and then we do the weights part second. What happens is, because you're so smoked, your energy stores are completely smashed from a hard cardio 20 or 30 minutes before, you're unable to lift the weights at the maximum level and safely as well. So if you've got an hour, weights, strength training first, and then finish up with your cardio. If you can split your sessions, do cardio in the morning in a fastest state, 30 to minutes to an hour, and then later in the day, do your weight training. you got questions, get them to us on the SMS line, 4001, or fire them through on an email, nightline at dubaii1038.ae. It's that simple. Uh, yeah, that's the email. That works. <laughs> Marcus Smith, we've run out the clock. Only eight years. <laughs> get Fit Radio is what you've been listening to. Marcus joins us every week at this time. He can be found at innerfight.com. That's Interfight Jim. We'll do it all again really soon. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Nightline on Dubai I 1038.ae.